Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. This week we're going to be chatting about intentionality, but I want to give you some stories, specific stories by pro players who joined us at the summit. And these four stories I think will help you understand how to apply intentionality a little more concretely. And intentionality is one of those concepts that pervades how we play our game and what we do out there. And I think it's a, it's such a valuable tool to have to understand it better and to be able to apply it when you're out there. And then the riff, then talk a little bit about this concept about closing the gap. We did a video on the Into Pickle channel this last week about it. Hopefully you were able to take a look at it. We're going to talk a little bit about closing the gap and give you a couple ideas on how to close the gap in your games. With that said, let's get ready for the podcast. The most complete pickleball resource available anywhere is the Pickleball System. Access to an unparalleled library of pickleball information, as well as your success path. You can find out more at thepickleballsystem.com. I'll link to it below. Hope you're able to join us for the 2022 Pickleball Summit that occurred a couple weeks ago. It's a really good summit, um, 40 presenters over a bunch of topics and things like that. But there was four presentations that I wanted to highlight in this week's podcast, and I want to talk about them in terms of the concept of intentionality. So generally speaking, the concept of intentionality means that we are intentional about what we do when we're out on the pickleball court. You can make it as broad as you want. Um, you know, intentionality can apply to even listening to this podcast is an intentional act that you've made or intentional decision that you've made. And then you act on it um, in order to help you with your mental part of the game, right? And so the same thing with, you know, when you, uh, you're out there playing and you're trying to hit a certain shot or execute a certain strategy, that, that is bringing intentionality into your pickleball game. And it's such a powerful concept once you really start applying intentionality um, as broadly as you can, you know, including stretching before you play and things like that. Four of our presenters were, uh, we had more than four pro, pro presenters, but four of the, these four presenters were all, are all pro players. Two of them play in the uh, just regular you know, 19 plus pro division. That's Colin Johns and Zane Navratil. And then the other two pros play senior pro. One of them is my partner, Sarah Mitten, and then a good friend, Chris Carges. And their lessons for the summit included concepts that basically had intentionality woven through them. And I want to share those with you because I want you to understand how the best players apply intentionality. And they apply them in ways that are that you know any player out there who wants to apply intentionality to their game can do. So let me start off with, with Colin Johns. So if you know Colin, he's Ben's older brother, Ben Johns' older brother. A top 10 player, easily the the best right right side player in pickleball, a male player on the right side. Uh, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out later on in life. But it's a you know it's a it's a big deal. He's the best player on that side of the court. Um, anyway, uh, excellent player. And what Colin, one of the things that Colin said that really stood out was he, he said this idea that you know, about fundamentals and fundamentals have become kind of a bad word, I think for players, uh, not bad and it's bad in the sense that it's limiting because I think players, they hear the term fundamental and they say, no, nah, I've been playing for three years. I don't need that. Well, even the best players, Colin Johnson players like that, think about the game in terms of their fundamentals. But what he said was he said, you know, it's not like my shots. This is Colin speaking. It's not like my shots are that much better than a, you know, four fives shots. The difference is that I understand the situation that I'm in at the moment. So like if he's in trouble, he's not hitting a shot that doesn't make a lot of sense. And you'll see four fives, even five O's will hit shots in bad from bad situations that don't make sense. And what that shows you is what Colin is applying is intentionality 
in deciding what shot is appropriate at the in a particular situation. So if Colin is stressed and pulled super wide or something like that, he'll add a little more height to his shot to make sure he clears the net, uh, and he'll make sure that the ball stays in play. He won't try and hit a shot that doesn't make sense under the circumstances. So that's a really clear indication of applying intentionality specifically to a shot when you're in trouble, right? So that's Colin. And we talked to Chris Carges, excellent senior pro player. She's made a name for herself. Um, her play is amazing all around, but but the part of her game that's most most stands out is her soft game. And so Chris comes from a tennis background and she was able to hit the ball hard back in the day, even when she started playing pickleball. But what she realized, she realized, wait a minute, I'm, I, there's a piece that I'm missing that is not allowing me to progress. And that was the soft game. So what did she do? She went out and learned how to play the soft game. And she uses a soft game with intentionality when she's out there in order to avoid being overpowered by larger, stronger humans, right? Normally male players in mixed doubles, so a player like a Dave Weinbach or you know, maybe like a John Sperling or somebody like that who's a bigger player, or even myself, I played against her, so I'm bigger than she is. I can hit the ball harder than she can. Um, so rather than getting into a firefight with a player like me or a player like Sperling or a player like uh, Dave Weinbach, what Chris does is she slows everything down. And she basically, she takes control of the tempo of the rally so that she can then dictate the point. And that's applying intentionality strategically, right? But both in her training and also strategically when she plays. So you can see intentionality in Chris Cargis's approach uh, to the game. Zane Navratil's story was interesting because he was talking, we asked Zane to speak about the serve because his serve is such a powerful weapon the way he uses it. And what was interesting from Zane's uh, from Zane's interview, and Zane's a uh, I believe an accountant by by background, right by profession, so very analytical, very numbers driven. He talked about how he actually this is going to sound weird, but he actually wants to miss serves when he plays, because if he doesn't miss serves when he plays, what that tells him is he's not. He's not giving enough. In other words, he's not he's not pushing the envelope enough on his serves. Now, to be clear, he's at a level where he can do that, right? Because he can he's getting so much benefit from the serves that are going in that are, you know, borderline serves that are on the lines and stuff like that. He's getting so much benefit from that that missing a few is fine. That's not to say that if you're a three five or three oh or starting to play or something like that, you should go out there and start missing a bunch of serves. That's not gonna. That's the different. You're in a different uh, phase of the of the game, right? Different part of the journey. But the point about it is that he actually has an intentionality with a serve to the extent that he's willing to risk missing serves in order to accomplish his objectives out there. So I thought that was really an interesting way of kind of applying intentionality, including not looking for the errors but understanding that if you go to the extreme that zane wants to go to with his serve that errors will simply be a part of it and he's okay with that and then we spoke with sarah mint who's a dear friend and my my mixed doubles senior pro partner and sarah was talking one of the uh, concepts that sarah talked about was serve length right so it gives you a different kind of framing of how to understand the serve instead of thinking of the serve just as like either deep or powerful or strong and things like that she thinks of it in terms of length by that what she means is like basically the whole the from the moment she hits it until the moment that the returner hits it 
that's a very long shot, right? It has a lot of weight or a lot of depth behind it, you know, as it, when it bounces and goes uh, and, and the returner has to hit it. So it's a longer shot. And what that allows her to do then is to fabricate, not fabricate, but to, to formulate, I should say, to formulate her shot in a way that is easier on her, right? Uh, she talks about hitting about, for her, it's about 70% of her swing speed. So she can just hit 70, 65, 70, 75% swing speed get the serve that she wants right she's clearing the net with a nice height and so never hits it into the net so she's basically accomplishing her objectives by understanding what her objective is by understanding what she's trying to accomplish she can then formulate a, a stroke mechanic right a shot mechanic which is what we call a mechanical pillar but she can uh, formulate a stroke mechanic that accomplishes her objectives in a way that's repeatable and consistent and is not going to have a lot of errors. So that's applying intentionality with understanding what am I trying to accomplish with this particular shot. In this case, it's Sarah's serve. I want it to be long, not long out, but long in terms of it just being a long shot. And um, and then formulating the shot that makes sense to, to accomplish that objective. So you know, when you think about intentionality, you can apply intentionality in terms of like, you know, how much error are you willing to accept in a certain shot? you know what type what type of shots are you practicing right what's your intentionality there what is your what's your strategy going to be for yourself as a player what do you bring to the table you know are you are you more of a resetting control tempo uh you know dictate play extend you know dictate tempo extend rally kind of a player or are you um are you an aggressive i'm gonna go all out kind of a player you know nothing wrong with that you know that can be your strategy but have intentionality in what it is that you're doing and what it is you want to bring to the table what you'll ultimately find is no matter what your approach is you're going to probably want to add other pieces as you as you progress right but you know finish the piece that you're working on and improving and things like that and then add another piece as an example chris Carr just again she's a very good control player but now she's adding additional offense to her game same thing with a senior pro player Yvonne Ting she's trying to add more offense to her game uh, you know whereas other players like myself for instance um, you know I, I've been working hard to add more control to my game more softness to my game so that I can have that that dimension when I need it uh, when I'm out there and I need another dimension or another gear I have it so uh, think of intentionality and think, think of your game actually in terms of intentionality and being intentional with every part of your game including how you approach it and I think you'll enjoy yourself more on the pickleball court plus you'll just it's kind of like you're you're working towards a little you know, like a mini mission if you will you know in pickleball and uh, and you'll have more it'll be more fulfilling for you when you're out there working on it all right in the riff we're going to talk about closing the gap and give you another concept that will hopefully help you if you want to improve your pickleball play so stay tuned for the riff You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball, but how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. Uh, last week or the week, a couple weeks ago, depending on when you hear, hear this podcast, on the Into Pickle channel that uh, talks about closing the gap the video the thumbnail something like are you stuck and it has a chart of players and shows you you know players that get stuck in their game versus players who don't and what we did in that video is we talked about the concept of closing the gap and closing the gap is basically it's a very powerful concept it's not a very complicated concept but it's very powerful if you use it and the idea of closing the gap is you let's let you know you could i got a piece of paper if you want to and put a line down and say okay this is my current whatever shot you want to put in the return of serve serve third shot fourth shot whatever it is 
And then you draw another line and you say, this is where I would like my shot to be, right? This is my, my ideal shot. So if you know Greek philosophy, it's the Plato had this idea of like the ideal of everything, you know, so there's like an ideal table up in the heavens. Now we'll never make it, but we try and get as close as we can when we make tables on earth, sort of like that, you know, so you have like whatever fourth shot or third shot or volley or whatever that you have this ideal that you want. And then you're going to work to close that gap. The gap is the gap between the line that you drew, which is where your shot is currently, right? Or your understanding of the game or your movement, whatever it is. And then the line that you drew as your ideal, where you want to be. So the idea is, okay, I'm here. I want to be up here on this shot or on this in this area of the game. Now I have to close that gap. What too many players do is they simply replace the ideal. So they'll watch a video and they'll see something, you know, about core coverage. Right? And there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Core coverage is a good concept. And then they'll put that as their, okay, this is what I want to, this is what I want to learn. And then, you know, three days later, they're watching a video on how to spin a shot. And then they'll replace that prior line that they had about core coverage with the spin shot or with a new volley or with whatever. And so what happens is the gap between where you're at and where you want to be never gets closed. So your play remains the same. So what you want to do is you want to work if you want to improve, right? If this, if your objective is to improve or even just to learn one of these things that you want to learn, you got to close the gap. So you got to put in the work in order to make sure, not make sure, but in order to move that line from where you're at to where you want to be, or at least closer to it so that you can achieve the objectives that you're setting out for yourself. If you want to learn more about it, check out the video on Into Pickle. We talk about some different strokes. We explain, for instance, the difference between a really wide gap uh, that may be a shot that's not helpful, like a forehand drive. It's kind of a, it's a, not kind of, it's an unnecessary shot in most levels of pickleball. You can have it if you want it, but not necessary. Versus, you know, really important area like return of serve and how those gaps are usually uh, not as wide and you can gain more benefit from uh, from closing those particular gaps. So check that video out. And uh, if you want to improve, consider using this close a gap idea to really focus in on one area and then close that gap before you move on to another one. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, we will be back with you next week with some more pickleball therapy to help your mind. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating, review it. It helps us reach other players. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.